Earlier this week, I lost a coworker and someone I thought of as a friend as he lost his battle to addiction. As much as I'd like to sit here and go on and on about him and who he was, which is what he deserves, I also don't want to ignore and disregard that he fought a battle that a lot of people are fighting that too many people have lost. Don't want to sit here and turn this into a drug-free PSA, but please, whoever's out there, whoever's listening, be smart about whatever it is you're doing. If you're feeling some sort of way and you need some help, go get some help. Look for your, you know, help in people who love you, people around you, and don't resort to synthetics and, and things that are just going to hurt you in the long run. Um, to my coworker and friend, I, you know, I'll cherish the time that we spent together, and I'll miss you. This one's for you, buddy. Welcome to Grapples and Apples Podcast, where we talk about everything from professional wrestling to do you prefer shrimps or scallops? This isn't even a contest. I agree. Reason. Yeah, scallops. Sure. What? what? Scallops. Shrimps. Scallops are the bee's knees. Okay, but shrimps offer variety. There's so much you don't, can do no, with no, shrimps. No, listen, don't, uh, what's his name? Bubba? I got to get Bubba from, <laughs> like, uh, Forrest Gump? Bro, there's so much you can do with shrimp. No. Scallops, you cook it, you eat it, you're done. You, that, first of all, you can do the same thing to the shrimp. Yeah, but you, you, it, have, you, you can do it, cocktail, done. you can do steamed, you can do fried, you can do... You can't do steamed um, scallops? You can do fried scallops? Can you do fried scallops? Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah, you can make it. I don't know, bro. Anything I'm... you do with shrimp, you can do with scallops. I don't know, And baby man. rat scallops are know. better than shrimp. I don't think it's a scallop cocktail, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> As always, you might be catching us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples Apples. That's Grapples the number two. two apples. If you're not on there, you might be catching us on Google Play Music or on Apple Podcasts. We don't care where you're listening, as long as you're listening. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Ill Will, Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean Candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, baby, that's who I be, because that's who I is. Joined by the Scallop Loving, <laughs> very sexual, very doint. Mr. Sunglasses at night himself. Yeah, boy. Big Daddy Shades. As usual, we have a ton of lesson to talk about. We have the second week of the Wednesday Night Wars. We have the draft in WWE starting on Friday. We have the go home to the draft on Monday Night Raw. But, I mean, before we do any of that, before we talk about any of that, Yes, sir. We need one thing to happen. Let's ring that bell. Let's ring that bell. So, there ain't much news in the WWE. No, sir. Except for the fact that post Hell in the Cell, Vince McMahon heard... Their cries of refund, BS, AEW, booze, booze out the butt, booze galore, and Vince was tickled, extremely, just laughing. Some of these, well, he said something to the effect of, there are certain superstars in this company that are too pro-wrestling. What does that mean? He's an idiot. But then he also admits that like he got it wrong. And what's interesting is that it came out today that the original plan was there was supposed to be a spot where Bray comes off the cell or falls off the cell. There's a spot involving Bray coming off the cell. Mm-hmm. But rumor has it, he was concussed mid-match. And so we couldn't do that. Because obviously, you're not going to have a dude falling off of the cell while already concussed. So they resorted to this audible, which was a failable. 
That was that was an audible into a lateral that was slapped down for a pick six. <laughs> pick six. That's a pick six. Home run. <laughs> Knicks. <laughs> Home run, Knicks. Oh. So that's the only, that was from the Inquisitor. That's the only news that we have from Hell in the Cell. And there are videos out that show Seth Rollins interacting negatively uh, with fans. And you can't really hear the audio, but he's kind of like staring at the dude like, man, what do you want me to do? I can't, I don't book this stuff. This right. is Vince. Right. And the other guy's just saying, uh, Rollins is, um, Rollins is bad or Rollins is, uh, uh, Seth Rollins is not cool. Seth Rollins is not cool, and Seth Rollins did not take kindly to this. And he did not. He's like, I, I, I'm getting married to Becky Lynch. This automatically makes me cool. Oh my god. Oh my god. Because she's the man. You are not. Boo. So yeah. Huh. That, that, that's, that's, that was the news. Yeah, there wasn't much in the news. However, what we lacked in in news, we made up for a plenty in wrestling. I wouldn't go as far as say it's wrestling. It was like sports entertainment, then wrestling on Wednesday, and well, then yeah, sports I mean, entertainment on Thursday again. So what was interesting about this week is, so like last week we had the debut of uh, SmackDown on Fox and AEW and the full time season, season premiere of Raw, season premiere of Raw and all this stuff. Well, this week marked the first week of full-on, week-long, every-day-this-week wrestling programming. Mm -hmm. So, from here on in, you have Monday Night Raw on Mondays. Tuesdays, you have Impact on Access, and you also have AEW Dark, and then you also have NWA Power. Wednesdays, you have... AEW Dynamite Thursdays oh and, and, and NXT obviously wow Thursdays <laughs> shows where I'm at um, Thursdays is NXT UK and I forgot what else is airing on Thursdays it's gonna be the backstage thing with um, right and, and, and then Renee. Fridays is Smackdown so there's wrestling all week long now I didn't catch all of it I caught bits and pieces of Raw I watched Power because I don't know why um, I watched AEW Dark. I watched Dynamite. There's there's a lot of wrestling content every day now from here on in. Mm -hmm. So if you're a wrestling fan, this is kind of the best time to exist because no matter what style of, of professional wrestling you, you are a fan of, mm -hmm. there's something for you on some day during the week. Yep. You may not have the channel like Access or Access, but... You can watch this stuff. Mm -hmm. So, you want? Do you want to go in chronological order? How do you want to? Let's how do go you, throughout the week. So let's start with Raw. Let's start with Raw and Monday. Raw opening in what I felt was an overdone um, segment where you have the cheating wife or the cheating girlfriend or the cheating uh, valet. Mm. Rusev is scheduled to have a match against Randy Orton to open Raw. The Raw opens after their opening uh, montage of mm -hmm. the, the their theme song. Mm -hmm. It's just Randy Orton and Corbin beating up Rusev. No like, no intro. Welcome to Raw. Just boom, here we go. They're getting they're they're beating up Rusev. So here's something that, and I actually, in a weird way, I liked it because in the most weirdest nonsensical thing in the world this is perfect continuity to last week last week's episode ended with Rusev in the middle of the ring watching his infidelity and then we start this week with Rusev in the ring watching more infidelity I was so like, I'm like wait a minute did they purposely go and this is where the show ended and this is where the show starts like it was some kind of sitcom yeah, or a soap opera like, or a fun. drama yeah. like that's not how wrestling works. In terms You're of, not a script. Like, that's not how this in, works. In terms of continuity, you can't be mad at it. But it's ridiculous. But it's played for me. Right. You have Bobby Lashley on the Titan Tron after Rusev clears the ring. And he's like, hey, Rusev, you see me 
this uh, robe looks familiar. Oh, God. Yeah, it's 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 your, your robe. robe. So if I'm in, if I have your robe, and I'm in your bedroom, and this is your bed, and he gets in it, and Lana's there, and she's doing her half English, half Russian accent, <laughs> and she's like, Rusev, I froze the account, so you're not giving your 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 family money back from Bul- in Bulgaria. She said that she turned everything over to her name. Uh, their joint account is now exclusively in her name. Always, I'm like, that that's is not how that that's works. Not, that's not how joint accounts work. I'm like, sweetheart, that's not how any of this works. His house, whatever he owns, everything that we own together, now I, that's, that is, none of that is how that works. Someone talk to Vince. So. Because Linda might be up to something. <laughs> so Lana's in the bed with Lashley, and I'm just like, sex? <laughs> that's all that's going to happen. They've had a live sex scene oh, on a live Raw sex before. celebration with Edge and Lita? So, why not do it now, right? Uh, Lana kind of, like, takes her straps down on her bra. She's under the blanket. Rusev <coughs> flies into a rage because Randy Orton and Corbin are, are laughing, laughing at him. And he beats them up. Yeah. And this had Rusev, like, everybody feeling apathetic for Rusev. See, and I think that's what they're trying to do. But... Rusev snapping made people like, yeah, good. Like, it's good that he snapped. But I feel... Yes, and I think that's what they're going for. I think they're going for the apathetic... I think they're going for the, oh, he snapped, blah, blah, blah. But this still makes Rusev look really bad. Makes like, Lana look worse. This is The guy is still being, like, he's still a cuck. Yeah. This is terrible. Like, tell me no. If this was happening to us in real life, no matter even somebody's got to get stabbed. No, but even after you stab, everyone like in our circle of, of people who know us are still gonna look at you yeah. or whoever the person is, and go, "Damn, he got got by yeah. his girl." Yeah. No one's gonna care that you snapped and murdered whoever. They're gonna be like, "Damn, yo, she was cheating on him. She did this. She took all his money. Damn, yeah. bro." So at the end of the day, Rusev can snap all he wants. He still looks like a chump. Like a chump, hey! Like a chump, hey, Sorry, uh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't know where this feud's going. It's, a it's just town. a. It's just a feud for uh, adultery. Like that's what it is. Well, who even knows where it lands? Yeah. Because we got part of the draft today, and the other part of the draft will be next week. They may not even be on the same show. Come Monday. So, people were yelling at me. That they haven't done anything in like two weeks because they didn't want to mess anything up for the draft. Mm-hmm. Yet here they go starting an infidelity angle with two guys who are supposed to be on Raw. We don't know where they're going to be after the draft. Mm-hmm. Well, we know where one of them is going to be. No. It doesn't make any sense. Like, Why would you invest in this story? You wouldn't. And I'll say, okay, so then what What next? If If... If Rusev gets drafted to Raw or SmackDown, and Bobby Lashley gets drafted to Raw or SmackDown, uh, and they're on opposite shows, but Lana gets drafted to the show that Rusev's on, is everything all forgiven? Like, oh, oh we wiped the slate clean. They're, that never happened? It's know. a figment of our imaginations? I have no it's idea. It's just Vince McMahon insulting our intelligence again? That's what he does. That's what he does. It's dumb. It's dumb. Moving on. We had the last woman standing match between Natalia and Lacey Evans. I hope this is the last match between these two because I'm sick of watching them fight. Well, if I'm, it is. It has to be. Their blow off. Last woman standing. So, hey, that's that's there's that and there's the draft. Remember, they both got drafted tonight. Oh, yes. To opposite actually, shows. Yes, 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 yes. So, All now, right. here's my beef. Now, I don't like Lacey Evans at all, right? However, she is the young, up-and-coming talent on your roster. She's also improving. Why on earth would she lose this feud? Because the babyface never loses the last minute standing match. You know that. But so then do it a different match. Lacey Evans should not be losing a feud. What are they going to do? They've done a singles match. They've done a submission match. They've done a last man standing match. There's no... What are you going to have? Hell in the Cell? A steel cage match? I don't know. I don't know. One last final singles match. I, it doesn't make sense. Natalia doesn't need this. You gotta have the baby face coming out strong. But she doesn't need this. Doesn't matter if she needs it or not. 
Lacey needs it more than she... Yeah, whatever. I don't care. No, because Lacey can... Lacey's character work enough can get fans to hate her. She doesn't need it. Whatever. Sure. Move on. So I'm going to do two of these. Back okay. to back. Fine, by all means. The Viking Raiders defeating Ziggler and uh, Robert Roode mm-hmm. just shows that they're going to give the Viking Raiders the belts eventually. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Only a matter of time. Which is bad, because I felt like Ziggler and Root started hitting their stride a little bit as a tag team. But they're not getting over with fans. No one cares. Exactly. No one really cares about their, we're better than you shtick. Because they're not really doing much with it. They're barely even on TV. Because their tag team division is lacking. Yeah. The second portion to this, not match, but my, my saying is, we had an Alistair Black sighting for the first time in probably two and a half months. <laughs> and I hated it. Because you only had him come out <sighs> and lay waste. beat up the Singh brothers. Yeah. For that, keep him off TV until after the draft. Yeah. Was was a raise stock in the draft? It didn't. I promise you didn't. I promise you. Did nothing. We went from having Aleister Black, comma, future WWE champion. Yeah. To Aleister Black. Man in the dark room. Comma, man in the dark room. And you know what's funny is that the rest of the show was also pretty head-scratching. Like, the OC versus Lucha House Party. Hmm. Now, I'm glad the OC won, but the Lucha House Party? It's like, hey, you guys are a three-man team? Go against the OC real quick. Thank you. I, That's all it was. And then when you compare it to who the OC faced tonight and how that went, <laughs> what does that really tell you about where Vince holds the OC? I, I, I He loves AJ. I, I, don't th- I don't He think respects he trusts, AJ. I don't think he trusts Gallows and Anderson. Which is insane. Which is unreal. So we're talking about Machine Gun, who is one of the most solid wrestlers in the game. Mm-hmm. And talk about Gallows, who, since leaving the first time, has become... Doc Gallows. Doc Gallows. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. And then the Kabuki Warriors, in what they called a championship showcase. Oh, it's... All the women's championships except the NXT Women's Championship. Right. So you had the current women's tag team champions, Kabuki Warriors, going up against the Raw and SmackDown Women's Champions, Becky Lynch, and at the time, Charlotte Flair, in a tag team match that ended with a similar result that we got from Hell in a Cell, where Asuka hit Becky with the Green Mist, and then they got the victory shortly thereafter. Following the bell comes running down Bliss and Nikki Cross, and a brawl ensues. Sure. Whatever. So we had the championship showcase. I got nothing from that. Like, I was just like, yeah. Oh, oh cool. I mean, it's going to be a good match because Kyrie Sane, Asuka, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, they all can go. And it was, it was a, a fine it was, match. It was a fine match. It wasn't bad. But what did it do? Post match shenanigans I didn't need. What what none of it did anything. I think after like the, you know, f- to be honest, all of Raw was kind of like lackluster for me. It wasn't a bad Raw. They're holding. They were holding. They have. They can't do anything. The best part of, about Raw was the fact that they kept uh, both Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt off of TV that Monday. Yes, yes, very smart, very smart. Because they would have gotten booed out the building. Um. What so what they did they had a championship showcase and then after that was a I think they called it the draft showcase or a talent showcase or a talent. superstar showcase. Yeah, superstar showcase. With Ricochet versus Apollo Cruz. Now A, I'm very happy to see these two go against each other in the ring. Mm-hmm. And it was entertaining and I wish they had more time to really show what they can do. And these guys are legit like good friends, like they live together. Yeah. So like the chemistry is there. Uh, I kind of wish we got more of this. Mm. In terms of like, 
superstar showcases. Because if you're in a holding pattern waiting for the draft, why not just have a bunch of wrestling matches of mid carders and undercard and, and you know lower card guys? Not everybody wants to see that. Not everyone wants to see good wrestling. Some people, and you know who we're talking about out yeah, there. I know. Likes I know. The, the the dumb gimmicky. <sighs> 24-7 championship running around jobbers type thing. I get that. I get that. But even WWE fans have shown that they can appreciate when you put on a fantastic wrestling match. Mm-hmm. Now imagine if you had three or four. You have a three-hour show. Why not have mm-hmm. two every hour? Yeah. Have, a f- have six solid matches. That's it. Or if you don't want to do that, fine. Give me four matches. Three or four matches in the entire night that you call superstar showcases where we have mid-carders or lower-card guys do what they can do and show what they can do. I'm going to say two in the first hour, one in the second, one, one in the, the third. third. Boom. Or one of the first, one in the second, two in the third. Nah, you want to really keep people hooked in. I mean, viewers do drop after the second and third hour. So I would say one in the first, one in the second, two in the third. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, Ricochet and Apollo Crews. Great, awesome. How about another? It just did nothing for either man. That's the only thing that I don't like about. Right, but again, but these are supposed to be showcases. So let's talk about just showing off what they can do. Give me another Mustafa Ali versus Buddy Murphy match, because you know, as much as I hate repeat matches, you want a showcase? Let them two go. The the difference between uh, Ali and Murphy and Ricochet and Cruz is they'll do nothing with Cruz. True. Ricochet, they're behind Ricochet. This is true. They like themselves this Ricochet. Is true. So, Ricochet versus Andrade. Mm. Two guys they can get behind. That'll that, put on that, a fantastic that, that match. That could be a good match, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, why didn't they do that? That Your whole Monday Night Raw should have been... You can have your stupid nonsense, your theatrical crap, but have it be around the concept of Superstar Showcase because they're trying... It's like a combine. Right? They're trying to make the, the draft more sports-oriented. They're trying to make it feel more like a sports. So this is, you know, a last practice or a combine to try and, and favor yourself to USA and Fox to get drafted. Yeah. You show out, you show out what you call it. Like, That's what oh, I'm saying. can draft this guy. Yeah. Come on, right. man. It's right there. Anyway. So following that, we have the lovely, lovely, lovely main event. Which was? Tyson Fury, Braun Strowman. Promo segment. It was a, a segment, them talking, and then a, a fight. The pull-apart brawl. A, a fight breaks out because, duh. <laughs> and they announced that Tyson Fury, the Gypsy King, will be facing Braun Get These Hands Strowman at Crown Jewel. No, that's not Friday. Thursday, October 31st, 2019, on Halloween in... Is it in Jeddah this year again? Riyadh. Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Along with that, we have another inter-sports No, they're both same sport now. Well, technically, yeah. And they were both in the same sport previous. Exactly. But I don't want to jump the shark because we're not at SmackDown. We jumped the gun. Jump the shark. Jump the shark. I mean, WWE jumped the shark a decade ago. But <laughs> but different special for a different thing. Oh, let's let, so then let's move to AEW. Well, but, okay. So before we do that, because we're going, kind of going like in order of the week, right? Yeah. Okay. So I do I I do and don't want to ignore NWA Power. I sat I sat here for an hour and watched it. And there are some things I do want to point out. As a professional wrestling podcast, NWA is one of the longest standing in wrestling promotions, like ever. Well, they went, they they were there, they went under, then they came back. Right. So they they started this brand new weekly YouTube show that takes place within a studio. A fascinating, just how different this is from anything I'm used to. And just how much they're willing to go, you know what, let's just do what we used to do like 50 years ago. Because mm. this felt so much like an old 
southern wrestling promotion where you have a quick three, five, seven minute wrestling match and then you have this grand promo between like Nick Aldis and like Tim Storm. And then we have another like these two tag team bozos have a match for like five minutes. And then we have this great epic promo between um, Eddie something or the, the King whatever and these other guys. And like the promos were amazing. I'm sitting here watching like yo this is like classic wrestling promo work. The wrestling I can do without because other than, you know, the Nick Aldises, the Tim Storms, the um, who's the other storm on their roster who's like a hundred years old? Oh, the guy who was in Beer Money. What was what's his name? James Storm. James so, so Tim and James Storm are both on the roster. Um, so other than like them and a few other guys, there's not a lot of heavy hitters on the in the um, very upset. Why? And you said the guy from Beer Money. I'm like, first of all, that's how James I know him. Storm made his bones in America's Most Wanted with Wildcat Chris Harris. And I, I know him as Beer Money. What do you want me to tell you? Move on. What do you want me to do? Move on. I'm sorry. Um, my point is like, it's an interesting. We're in the world of like professional wrestling being different. You know, an AEW, like, saying, we want to be different. This is another taste. And I, I think, for those of you who are into professional wrestling, give it a shot. Just watch one episode and see what it's about. I'm not saying you're going to love it. This is definitely not going to be part of, the, of any wars by any means. But it's a fascinating study on what old school wrestling was and what it looks like today. On to Wednesday. Sorry for putting you guys to sleep. Oh, you're so funny. <laughs> You've missed the funny man. You have jokes. <laughs> Whatever. So you're gonna bring us into AEW now? Yeah, man. All right, so get, get us live, lively again. So AEW Wednesday night Dynamite kicks off with the first match of the tag team tournament between Private Party and the Young Bucks, and holy bejesus, this match was amazing. I think I called Private Party winning when I saw the the bracket. the bracket set up like months ago. And I'm like, the Bucks don't need to win the tournament. 100% agree. Private Party getting the rub from them will... Even if Private Party doesn't win the tournament, them being the Bucks in the it's, opening it's round, huge. And man, Mark Quinn really made himself stand out in this match. Because mm-hmm. at some point... You had Matt on one side of the ring, Nick on the other side of the ring, but on the outside of the ring, excuse me. And Mark Quen just does Tope Con Hilo versus Tope Con uh, Tope Suicida versus uh, another Tope versus another Tope. Bro, he went back and forth doing flips all over the place to the point where the crowd thought he was done. Nope, he's not done. Oh my god, another one. It was insane. We had a powerbomb spot on the ramp. We had, you know, um, we had a Meltzer driver get reversed. We, this match was fantastic. First 20 minutes of the show was this match, and boy, was it something. As I mentioned previously, Private Party goes on and advances in the tournament. Fantastic. Fantastic. Next, <laughs> we have Le Champion. Yes. The Ayatollah. Of rock, and rock and roller, Chris Jericho coming out with the goons, the goon squad. They're not LAX anymore. They're just Santana and Ortiz, yeah. right? They couldn't yeah. bring the LAX thing Correct. over. Okay, Correct. So. Impact owns LAX. So they're he's out there with Santana and Ortiz, Sammy Guevara, and I hate the way he kept pronouncing it. It's, <laughs> Hagar? Jake Hagar. <laughs> Jake Hagar. Jake Hagar. The mean, baddest guy in MMA, where he fought two, like, deli clerks. Yeah, whatever, bro. He got two, he's 2 and on Bellator. Yeah, and it's Bellator. Not like, you know. Could be worse. Who, what? Fighting, like, some. It could be bum, bum fights volume 75. Bum. Kimbo Slice. First of all, he never <laughs> beat up bums. He just beat up. Like chubby black kids from the neighborhood. 
But <laughs> do you remember bum fights? Yeah. Oh my god, it was terrible. Anyway. <laughs> so Jericho <laughs> presents a group, men that are gonna watch his back, his his confidants, his closest, his closest friends, his inner, inner circle. circle. Name cool, stable cool, shirt design terrible. But let me tell. Okay, so I, I love the how TNT, AEW, Jericho, they're all in synergy. Because the second the words inner circle finish coming out of Jericho's mouth, top right hand corner, hashtag inner circle. So <laughs> I kid you not, I was like, if I know the Bucks, if I know AEW, and I know Jericho, t shirts are already on the shop. Mm-hmm. So of course, I went AEW.com. I mean, all all elitewrestling.com is AEW's a separate website. Mm-hmm. All elitewrestling.com, click shop, crashed. Could not get on the shop site the entire show because people were trying to buy these shirts. Immediate crash. That's got to tell you something. AEW over? Is AEW <laughs> over? <laughs> Are they over? Is Jericho over? Does Jericho know what to do when he cuts a promo that he... Not only boosts himself, boosts the group more than anything, and s- takes stabs at WWE in the mean and, and all the while, the guy's he's a masterclass. I mean, mid promo they start chanting "We the people," and he's like, "Hold on a second, I have something to say." We the people absolutely sucked, and creative sucked for it. Yeah, um, that. Is that that uh, part of him is all like dead? Like yeah. So he goes, okay, hold on. And then he goes, we the people is dead is uh, was dumb and is dead and buried. He said it was a result of bad creative. I was like, good golly, Ms. Miley. I love Jericho. He is the gift that absolutely keeps on giving. <sighs> Tell me about it. Like. Our end of the year awards. It's gonna be Jericho. So we call the Jericho Awards. Yeah. <laughs> the bubblies. The bubblies. So after this promo, uh, which I think was was kind of fitting, we had Darby Allen versus Jimmy Havoc in a number one contenders match to face Jericho. And the the story kind of in this match was that these are two guys who are known for being like suicidal, hardcore deathmatch guys, and. They want to prove that they're more than that. And so the first five, ten minutes, it's like a chain wrestling match. Like they're just, you know, wrist lock and pinfall combinations and well, Jimmy arm Jimmy can wrestle. He's just used to putting his body through the blender. And same and, and, and Darby. And Darby Allen yeah. can wrestle also. He's a little green, but, like, like, this dude has crazy arm drags. He's also willing to go that extra mile. For sure. Know? I mean, I hate to bring it up again, but the freaking coffin drop, Bro, man. and they showed the replay of it before the match, and I, I, it still it still makes my back and hurt. he ate all of it. Still makes my back hurt. Ugh. So, they, so these two guys have a match, and after, I want to say maybe 10 to 15 minutes, this match goes, Darby reverses the uh, acid rainmaker by biting Jimmy Havoc's hand. <laughs> <laughs> and he ends up hitting the coffin drop just barely to pick up the victory. And so next week, Darby Allen versus Jericho for the AEW championship. So we'll see where that and, and there's that's we'll see more about this later. Mm-hmm. So we have Britt Baker and the new AEW women's world champion, Riho, taking on the team of B Priestley and Emi Sakura. Emi Sakura. And the one thing that I got from this match is actually the shiner mm-hmm. that B. Priestley left for uh, uh, Adam Cole's baby. Adam Cole, baby's baby. These two women, I was against it because they're they're probably the biggest female names in the company. Mm-hmm. I think these two women should have been the ones fighting. For the AEW That's, women, because there's legit 
heat here. I, mean, I don't know if it's like shoot heat. No, no, no. Like, but, but I'm saying this was heat generated from Fighter Fest. Fighter Fest. So why not capitalize on this? You know, this is well. It's a slow burn, and remember that's that's the difference that they want to do. Remember, I think they're kind of trying to take some from New Japan, mm-hmm. where New Japan likes to have that slow burn where something's going to play out a year later. Yeah. You know, instead of rushing something a week later, and then what do you have to do two weeks after that, you know? Mm-hmm. I like that they're doing small nuggets. The tag match from Fighter Fest, where it all starts. The uh, the Casino Battle Royal, where they just happen to be in the same match. And now, another tag match, where they happen to face each other in the same teams from Fighter Fest. I like that they're doing the slow burn. Because when these two women finally do go at it one-on-one... The anticipation, the excitement for it is going to be a lot more than they just did it this week. Because mm-hmm. think about it. If they end up having their first one-on-one match at, let's say, full gear, or whatever they do after that, you're going to be like, oh, finally, all right, awesome, these two one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Versus if it just happened this week, you'd be like, oh, cool. Ah, right, cool, we're getting this match out of pay-per-view now. Yeah, you're right. You know what I'm saying? So I like that. I like the slow burden because I think, like you said, these are two of the biggest women in the promotion. And I think when they finally go and let them go one-on-one, it's going to be a killer. That's just my thought. Mm-hmm. But anyway, this was a good match. Better than their Fighter Fest match. Because the Fighter Fest match, I don't know if you remember... Britt Baker was actually concussed. Exactly. And there was botches galore on both sides. This That was the match where I think Riho ran to the wrong side for the tag. Britt Baker went, ran to the wrong oh, side. Was it Britt? Yeah. Right. Because she was concussed at this point. Whatever. Um, this match was a lot smoother. The only thing that was weird was, and this isn't, this is more about, I guess, difference in style. Emi Sakura is more of a face when she wrestles. She comes out in like pseudo Freddie Mercury gear and does like fake We Will Rock You chants, but mm-hmm. like to her own name. And in that in that vein, she was trying to get the crowd to cheer to cheer for B, who they're the heels in this match. It was kind of a little weird dynamic where. Emmy is doing face tactics as a part of a heel tag team, mm-hmm. but it still worked. It still worked, and at the end of the day, you know, Britt and Riho come out with the victory. So, whatever. Let's move on, shall we? Yeah. So next match, I have a small bone to pick about this match. The next match was John Moxley versus Sean Spears. Okay. Now, the bone that I have to pick is while it's you're putting Sean Spears in a, in a, in a big light by putting him with Moxley, mm-hmm. was there any question who was going to win this match? No. That's my problem. I want Sean Spears, A, winning some matches for once, please, because he's already, what, 0-2? Mm-hmm. The guy made a huge splash when he debuted, and then, uh, you know, the same night he cracks open uh, Cody's Cody. skull... His only victory right now is that six-man tag with hit FJF. Right. So it's like, are we building Sean Spears or not? Yeah. Or are we just doing Ty Dillinger again? So I don't want him facing John Moxley if he's not going to win. And he's not going to win. So have him face somebody that he could actually beat. Like? I don't know. they got a full roster. Figure it out. Yeah. So they have their match. Moxley wins because duh. Death Rider. With the, is that what they're calling? It? No. Yeah. The death no, 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 no. In New Japan, it's called a Death Rider. Here, it's called a Paradigm Shift. Oh. Excuse me. So he hits him with the Paradigm Shift, and then after the match, Kenny Omega comes out at the top of the ramp, and in one hand, in the left hand, he has a bat that is barbed wired. Is uh, McFoley's call him Barbie? And in his right hand, he's kind of holding behind him a little. Is a barbed wired broom for the cleaner, and he tosses the bat to Moxley, and everyone loses their minds. And then, of course, Neville, who was on commentary, I'm sorry, Pac who was on commentary complaining the entire time, comes out and hits Kenny Omega in the back of the head with a steel chair. Come on. The 
bastard. Now, what I did like about this is the dynamics of Moxley. Let me ask you a question. John Moxley, is he heel or is he heel or is he face? Huh. Exactly. And what he did following the attack, the chair shot, only furthers that. Because instead of capitalizing and beating up on Kenny, he chastised Pac, put down the bat, and left. Is he a heel? Is he a face? It's going to sound corny, but I think he's just a guy that loves to fight, a la Finley. Because people are multidimensional. We're not all just heels and faces. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm talking about. Today's good guys versus bad guys. Oh my god, I love AEW. I guess you can close this out with the the final match, because I didn't get to see the final match. So the main event was Dustin Rhodes and Hangman Page versus Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Now, this was kind of set up on BTE, because, and I mentioned this to you, what we were talking about last week, the segment Hangman didn't come out during the brawl. And so on BTE, they go backstage and they're all like, yo, Hangman, what what happened? Where were you? What's going on? Like, we all got beat up and like, what are you doing? He's like, I didn't know what was going on. I was getting dressed after my match. Like, he's already in his street clothes. And Dustin, like, they all leave and Dustin's like, yeah, man, where were you? I was even out there. I was even, you know, fighting everybody, getting my butt kicked. And I'm not even in the elite. What's that about? And so Hangman's like, you know what? You're right. I'm going to make it up to you. And that's what set up this tag team. Oh. You see, this is what I'm like. Well, I don't want to, But if you don't watch BTE, then, like, you're going to be lost as to why this is a tag team match. You watch know? BTE. But it forces them to watch BTE. No, not everybody has time to watch BTE. A 15-minute show on YouTube on yeah. Mondays? No, people don't have time to do that. Come Especially on, with all the rest Between work and all the wrestling that people have to consume. You're telling me, while you're watching Monday Night Raw, you can't take 15 minutes to watch No, BTE? because if not, if you miss a segment of Raw, you're lost for the entire for the rest of the night. I usually, I try and find time to watch it when I get home before That's because you're Raw a BTE fanboy. I, I am. A, I'm a fan, not a fanboy. Uh, Bizzle's a fanboy, you're a fan. There you go, fair enough. But And, and I like that, because they're, they're, they're using all of their resources... To, to do what they have to do. They don't have a three-hour show where they want to focus on nonsense. They already have this show that they do every week anyway. Mm-hmm. Why not use that to feed into the show? Makes sense. So, the um, the match pretty much just ends up in, in a similar instance as last week where we just had the two teams brawling. We essentially ended with what is now the inner circle versus the elite which is an interesting take for like a first major overarching feud because mm-hmm. like I don't know I think it's interesting because you have little individual feuds and then you have this company encompassing feud because you have the elite which are you know essentially the guys behind the entire thing and then you have the inner circle featuring your top champion. So it's interesting, in my opinion, to have this overarching feud mm-hmm. that comes as the whole company. So yeah. So that was AEW Dynamite. Uh, the last thing to close out Dynamite was Darby Allen coming down the ramp on a skateboard. Oh my god, how did I forget that? Coming down on a skateboard and attacking Jericho. <laughs> the dude legitimately skated halfway down the ramp. And then jumped on Jericho and beat him. Senseless. That was funny. It was great. It would be great if Darby Allen doesn't win, but pushes Jericho to the time limit. Similar to... What he did with Cody. Cody, yeah. So, because of the skateboard incident, today Jericho, on his YouTube channel, announced that their match next week is going to be, because it's in Philadelphia... A skateboard on a it's gonna, No, it's gonna, <laughs> skateboard. What is it, Vince Russo? Yeah. It's going to be a Philadelphia street fight for the AEW championship. Yeah. 
He's like, you you wanna you wanna try and fight me like I'm some sort of thug? You huh? said you grew up on the streets. Well, I grew up on the streets. The mean streets of Winnipeg. Winnipeg. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay, Chris. Oh, and as a Rangers fan, you gotta love where he's like in Philadelphia where my dad, Ted Irvine, used to beat the crap out of the Philadelphia Flyers. It's like, yeah. Broadway Blue. So, yes, I'm sorry. That was the conclusion of the show. And that was way to go off the air. So, a uh, NXT. NXT didn't have really much of. I didn't watch it. I'm not gonna lie. For me, I I, I saw clips. Okay. And I was just like, okay, nothing's really happening. Everyone who's anyone who has a wrestling brain knew that Leo Rush was going to win the Cruiserweight Championship from Drew Gulak. The new rebranded NXT NXT Cruiserweight Cruiserweight Championship. Championship. Not crazy about the NXT portion. No. But... It is a UK title, too. Announced the NXT, NXT UK, UK championship. championship. Okay, so then now I don't it's really no care. It's no longer the WWE UK championship. Okay, so then I don't care about it now. Like, that... Fine. I remember that used to stick in your craw all the time. Yeah. No, match craw. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, I didn't care. Yeah. But, I, like, I only cared if they only had one belt actually transition to NXT and then they left the UK title. Whatever. It doesn't mm. make a difference. Leo Rush winning the Cruiserweight Championship is major for the Cruiserweight Championship because it gives somebody... I I don't want to say stability. But it gives, like, name recognition. Like how... star power. Like how Cedric Alexander and Buddy Murphy had that belt. The belt kind of, like, fell into obscurity after Tony Nese won it and Drew Gulak won it. And I don't think there's any disrespect to those guys because I think they're good wrestlers who... Especially Gulak, I think, was doing good work with it. They're just not needle movers. Right. And Leo Rush is a needle mover. 100%. And I think what I like is that... So the whole thing with Leo Rush was, you know, when he was on Raw, he did some things that are not supposed to be done backstage, rubs people the wrong way, mm-hmm. and you know, got pretty much booted off Raw. Apparently now he's, you know, that humbled him, and his new character on NXT is a humbled face. Mm-hmm. He's not arrogant anymore. He's not coming out talking smack. He's coming out, wrestling, winning, done. Like, when he was the, when he won the belt, Regal went to go put the belt around his waist, and Gulak snatched it from him at first, and I feel like this was arrogant Leo Rush from, like, Raw. He would have gotten his face, he would blah, 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 but instead... He was taken aback, like, yo, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. That's I won that fair and square. You know, like, I was like, okay. So this is the Leo Rush that we're going to do. And I think by doing, by letting Leo Rush kind of redeem himself in NXT, I think we're going to see the UK, I mean, the Cruiserweight Championship be elevated a little bit. And we can let Leo have great matches with bigger guys that like we saw him do in an independent circuit. Mm-hmm. And which will, again, elevate the title. Yeah. I mean, I I don't really never really cared for the cruiserweight division. It just wasn't my my tea. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't my cup of tea. Like they didn't have when they had matches, like they showcased matches. It was good, but when they didn't, it was boring. I was like, I can't watch this. I'm sorry. And now it looks like two hundred five was officially canceled. They haven't said it, but there's two weeks in a row now where they haven't aired it. Yeah. On the network. So the writing's on the wall. Rest in peace, two hundred five live. So, SmackDown draft night. They had some news conference esque. Yes. For Crown Jewel. Oh yeah. Where they announced that Brock Lesnar will be defending the WWE World Heavyweight Championship against Kane Velasquez. Didn't see that coming. For reasons... Money reasons. Green. That's why. Big fight feel. Saudi Arabia. Gimmick matches. SmackDown opens proper, though, with Seth Rollins, the Universal Champion representing Raw and the big dog representing SmackDown 
Interesting that the WWE champion is not representing SmackDown no. as the Universal Champion is representing Raw, but whatever. Don't be silly. Whatever, you know. The winner, their brand gets first pick, and if they would have gave us the um, information ahead of time, we're saying Raw gets three picks as opposed to SmackDown's two because there's a two-hour show to between three hour show obviously it would go Raw Smackdown Raw Smackdown Raw mm-hmm. to close it out but they didn't do that they had us guessing but what did I guess what did I guess Thrill you guessed that during this opening match that the Bray Wyatt was going to come out and interfere and that Seth Rollins was going to win via DQ because Bray Wyatt attacked Seth and what from happened? your mouth to Vince's ears, it's exactly what happened. After a relatively decent match, here comes the spooky do stuff. Bray comes out from under the ring, through the ring, mandible claw on Seth. Pulls him into, pulls him the, into ring. the ring. Seth runs, gets his way out, which I think is a mistake, by the way. He should not have been able to come out. Um, Bray peeks out, half-headed, goes back down. Matches over, spooky doo, commercial break. We come back from commercial, and that's when they announce that Roman Reigns won. Seth, Seth Rollins won by disqualification, which is stupid. Stupid. So because Seth Rollins stupid. won by DQ. Raw gets the first Stupid. picked. The first picked? Well, if you stop interrupting me, I'm we'll be sorry. able to talk. Thank you. <laughs> they get their first pick, and they pick Becky Lynch. Ooh, the man. So, Raw and SmackDown superstars prior to the draft aren't on a team, they're not on Raw. They're not on SmackDown. So, yeah. So, once that Roman and Seth match finished, everyone is a free agent. Waiting to be drafted. Oh, let's... Before we even get further into the draft... Is about the pools? Let's talk... No. Screw oh. the pools. Let's talk about the Fugazi war rooms. Oh, my God. And how they basically kept, like, telling us executives from Fox and executives from USA have say in who they pick and then there's just a bunch of developmental talent and local people <laughs> in a room some dress as wrestlers some in suits and ties oh we got Becky Lynch and then they all celebrate the football yeah. robot guy. I was like this is dumb this is not a real draft like in the NFL mm. Or the NBA. Mm-hmm. We don't need to see this. Mm-hmm. But I guess because they're playing to the theatrical part. It didn't bother me too much, to be honest. It was dumb, but it didn't bother me much. I guess. So we can continue with the first round of the draft. <sighs> Becky is chosen by Raw for their first pick. Roman goes to SmackDown with their number one pick. Continuing on, we have all three members of the OC get drafted to Raw. To SmackDown goes The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Although initially, they just said Bray Wyatt. Imagine The Fiend does get drafted to Raw. That'd be so great. that's what I thought. I was like, yo, they're going to have Bray on SmackDown, but The Fiend on Raw? That'd be hilarious. Mm-hmm. But later on, it does say The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Yeah. So. And with the last pick of the first round... Raw picks the Scottish psychopath Drew McIntyre. So the the rhythm of the show was pretty much match, draft round, match, draft round. Um, except at the end we had two rounds back to back followed by the main event. So after round one of the draft we had Baron Corbin versus Chad Gable. For like That's not his fo- name. Chad Gable. No, they intru- they intru- I'm not they calling him that. They... They have no, I'm not a match between King Corbin Ugh. and Shorty Gable. Not, oh, my God. 
And they had the Titantron and the the announcer. And they're all calling him Shorty Shorty Gable. Gable. So dumb. So anyway, we got Gable and and Corbin for like the, what, fourth week in a row? Fourth week in a row because they're still trying to recapture the magic from the King of the Ring finals. Mm -hmm. They're not. This match is boring. It's over already. And it doesn't help that they're the inco- the outcome is the same, except for Why one it, time. Except for one time, Gable keeps losing. So what is the point? Clean. We're not advancing any stories, and we're not building anybody other than maybe Baron Corbin by having the same measure, the same result every time. It doesn't make any sense. You can't build Baron Corbin if he's belittling his. Hmm. Excuse me. If he's belittling his opponent, and he's yeah. making him feel small. How can we take Baron Corbin any serious, more serious if he's just beating up a short man? I don't know. It's stupid. It's so dumb. Um, after that, we have round, round two. Number two. So, Raw selects with their first pick in the second round, Mr. Randall Keith Orton. Mr. RKO out of nowhere. That's right. SmackDown takes the boss, my man, Sasha Banks. Raw then selects Ricochet. That's ricocheting off. SmackDown takes Braun Strongman. (laughs) And speaking of Strongman, Monday Night Raw selects the almighty... Bobby Cuckoldly Lashley. Yeah. Cuckold. Lashley. I tried. Alright? I tried something. Maybe it didn't work. I don't know, but I tried it something. Def- definitely did. You could have gone with Bobby Lana. Yeah. La- Be- Bobby Longley. Like Luke Longley. <laughs> like Luke Longley. I can't. I can't. So we had another match. We had the New Day taking on the OC. <laughs> And the one thing that pissed us off about this was <clears throat> a year ago, Kofi Kingston couldn't sniff AJ Styles' jock strap, and now he's beating him clean with Trouble in Paradise. A year ago, AJ would have reversed that into like a Pele kick and the Styles Clash. But nope. Now he's losing clean to Kofi. To Kofi Kingston. Whatever. Shall I proceed to round three? Yes. Yes, you should. Well, I thought I did the New Day OC part. You gotta do the... Yeah, but I did Raw for round two. Okay. So now you do Raw for round three. If you want. Do it. Do it! Raw. What are you waiting for? Their first pick. Do it! Round three. Alexa Bliss. Smackdown... For some reason, Lacey Evans. And then it starts to get, I guess, yeah, rounds three, three and four, four kind of like go down rounds. after that. Because yeah. you had KO getting drafted to Raw. And then the Revival getting drafted to SmackDown. Which is like, all right. And then who does Raw close out their third round with? Natalia. So... A couple of things that we didn't mention before is that the way that they're doing the draft this year is that there's draft pools. So it's not like the entire roster is available for day one. Half the roster is available for day one. Other half is available for day two. Um, during the night, whenever someone got drafted, they put up a graphic of the person and their accomplishments and achievements in wrestling. And Natalia's achievements were daughter of Jim Anvil Nightheart former women's champion like damn that's rough anyway beginning of round four four Raw selects the Viking War Raider experience number fourth pick excuse me fourth round this shouldn't even be a pick SmackDown takes the Lucha House Party. Followed by Raw going with 
Nikki Cross. And if you thought SmackDown couldn't one up their bad pick before, <clears throat> they see your Lucha House party and, and they, they raise, raise you. you a heavy machinery. Ugh. And the final pick of this first day of the draft, Raw selects the Street Profits from NXT. It's a pretty lackluster draft so far. So far. The first two rounds are decent, kind of top-heavy, and then rounds three and four were... Yeah. I mean, the closing match for SmackDown was the automatic rematch that we don't get automatic rematches for of Bailey getting her rematch for the SmackDown Women's Championship against Charlotte. And there are a couple things of note from this. A couple? Charlotte comes out first. Bailey comes out second with a hood on. She stops at the top of the ramp after she does she does her lifting of the, the Bailey buddies. Takes off her jacket. Takes off her, like, sweater. And it's pseudo new ring gear oh it's brand new ring gear but it's sort of the same like I mean like the style is the same yeah it's still the tights with the the, the coverall top with mm. like the open back yeah it just says Bailey Bailey on her right on her on her chest chest area and she's cut her hair yeah no longer will she have the Bailey ponytail. Nope. And no longer will she have the Bailey buddies accompany to her, uh, accompany her on stage. She made quick work of that with what looked like a scythe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have heel Bailey get out of that cocoon that was Hell in the Cell's temper tantrum <laughs> and evolved into a... Heel Bailey. Heel Bailey. Full-fledged heel Bailey now. No in-between, no tweener, no I'm still a role model. No, she's... I am I am heel. Hear me, hear me roar. Roar. I mean, the match wasn't bad. No, not a bad match at all. I even argue to say it was a good match. It was a good match. It was a good match. It was a good match, and when Bailey hit Bailey to Belly, and she hit the elbow, and Charlotte kicked out twice. You said, oh. Charlotte's gonna win. So, Charlotte won. And after she, I believe after she hit the elbow, mm-hmm. she's telling the ref, like, are you sure? Like, that was only two? Are you sure? And mm-hmm. you're like, this is gonna be natural selection right here. Mm-hmm. And boom, Charlotte hits natural selection. And Bailey reverses Charlotte's pin into a pin. Well, no, I'm sorry. Charlotte goes into for the, the figure, figure eight. eight after the natural selection. And Bailey reverses that into a pin mm-hmm. to become the new SmackDown Women's Champion. And this is the only downside that I have. You said they're gonna hot potato this belt, and that's exactly what they're doing now. I don't know. I don't know if they are. Maybe this is just like a vehicle to get Bailey to where she is now. You could have done it without having a belt back on her. I don't know, bro. Whatever. I'm happy Bailey won. I'm not going for it. I mean, this all just means that Charlotte will be an 11 time women's champion before WrestleMania. And like post match, Bailey grabs the mic. And are we allowed to say that word on the, on the podcast? No. Uh, whack. So she opens up the line. Uh, she opens up the, the, the promo, the ending promo with, Hey, female dogs. Bailey's dead. <laughs> well, the Bailey as we knew her. Yeah. Is dead. She's like, screw all y'all. Yeah. F off. I don't need none y'all now. She literally just says, Hey, expletive. Screw all of you. Drops the mic, walks out, new champ, SmackDown goes off the air. Just 
He's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm out of 5,000. So, very, very lackluster for draft day. I mean, yes. everybody made it out to be like, damn, Fox is going to like poach all of the new... Uh, Man, the Fox got shafted. If this is Fox's war room, fire everybody in it. Damn. They suck. I don't know. This was, it was a definitely an interesting week of wrestling. That's for sure. That's for sure. And we get Darby Allen versus Chris Jericho next week in a, in a Philadelphia street fight. Mm-hmm. Another round of the tag tournament. Uh, yep. Should be interesting. Yes, it shall. But until then, folks, that's been our episode. Of Grapples to Apples this week. As always, you're catching us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples to Apples. Grapples to number two <laughs> apples. If you're not on SoundCloud, you might be on Google Play Music or on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to check out our social media pages. That's Facebook.com and Twitter.com slash Grapples to Apples. Again, that's Grapples at number two <laughs> apples. Like, comment, share, subscribe, do whatever you got to do. Get us in as many ears, eyes, and homes as possible so that we can take over the world. As always, I've been one of your hosts, Will Ill will. The poet, Tarian, Shakespearean, candidate, major, English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I be, because baby, that's who I is. Join. Bum my hetero life, man. Tell them who you are, my man. Man of the hour. Man with the power. Too sweet to be sour. Cream of the crop. Rise to the top. Yeah, boy. Shades. And we will catch y'all next week, because an apple a day keeps bad blessing away. Peace. Peace and love. Thank you.